Kelsey Flanagan. How are you? Right? I am, am, I, am so, I saying your last name right? <laughs> it's so good. It's so right. You knew it. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm an Irish one. So that's so good. I'm so happy to be here, Brian. And I'm, I'm excited to jam with you. Uh, we've, we, uh, so I feel like I say this the last like six podcast episodes I've done. Um, I met you in a roundabout way through Jen, uh, Jen Kennedy and her, her impact income Academy, um, different rounds, but nevertheless still kind of connected through all of it. Um, and you, Jen actually suggested I reach out to you because you, you've had some really good success with what you're doing. And, uh, it was pretty obvious right when I kind of started following you, I was like, Oh man. Her content feels like it's speaking to me right now, and I got to dive into this thing a little bit. So um, I'm super pumped to chat with you, and I'll just stop talking and say, Kelsey, take it away, introduce yourself, what you do, whatever you want to say, it's yours. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so happy that you also reached out and we jumped on a Zoom, like right right away. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I'm Kelsey Flanagan. I live here in Texas as of now. Um, I am a life coach that wasn't always life coach. I'm relatively young. So when a woman or man hears that I'm a life coach, they're like, oh my God, you must be old and have all this wisdom about life. And I'm like, nope, I've just made my mess, my message. And I truly believe that every single human gets to also do the same work and really get unstuck from where you are, gain back your power and to not only just survive in life, but actually thrive. And that's exactly what I help people with, is be free from all the things that we are feeling unworthy from. And it's hard, it's hard in this world. Every day I can think back when I did, I woke up most days always feeling less than, feeling unworthy, feeling overwhelmed. And it wasn't even due to anything that I did, it was just the world that we're living in. It was society standards that I try to keep that I try to keep up with. And I know not only me, but also you, Brian, right? We do this thing of just being on this rat race of like, I need to be doing more, I should be doing more, like living life by our shoulds. And that puts us in that state of survival. And that's what I help uncover and really start to peel back the layers so you can actually break through and have clarity. Um, have confidence and whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's deeper relationships, whether if you're a coach and you want to start a business and you know that you're meant for more, it starts with us and it starts within. And I get to be, I get to be that guide in that. And it didn't, it wasn't always this. I was a nutrition coach before this. I helped you with fat loss, like the complete opposite of what I do now. And it has actually just landed me exactly where I need to be. And I love connecting. And so this is perfect to be jamming on this podcast and, and sharing anything that uh, we jam on today. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's, um, I got to imagine that when you're working with uh, your clientele with like nutrition, that you ended up trying to find your way into talking about the mind more often than you talk about anything else. Right. So I'm actually Literally. having this like, this like mind burst open because um I was working with this uh, young lady one time, uh, you know, probably a year ago, whatever it was when I was in Michigan still. And uh, I would program for her and I enjoyed doing it. She was learning a lot. She's like, I feel great. Salt's awesome. And, um, but when we get on our weekly check-ins, it was, you know, half hour check-in and we'd be talking for 45, 60 minutes and be like, shit. And we wouldn't have talked about the programming at all. And it was always about like your mindset, what's going on in life, all these, uh, these things that are totally different. Um, and I don't know, for me, it was, that's what I like. So now I'm having this mind kind of like bust open where I'm like, Oh, all right. So you're not that far off right now. This is more of like what you want to do and all these things. So yeah. uh, that's pretty sweet. So good for you for kind of finding some alignment. And I'm sure it took getting into nutrition and coaching to really, um, establish that. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. you said you're pretty young, um, and people, tend to think when they hear life coach, maybe they have this early judgment of like, you've had so many experiences. You just said, uh, what did you say? Made my mess, my message. How would you, how would you sum up your mess? (laughs) How long do we have? (laughs) How how much, how much do you want to pick up? (laughs) Yeah. How big is the bucket? (laughs) How big, how how much mess can I drop today? Well, you know, to sum it up, I would say, 
it's, it's in that, right? It, it has become my message. And so where do we want to go with this? So I, I believe that since we'll get a little woo, cause I feel like you're, you're a little woo too. So yeah. I believe that I am a very old soul and from since when I could remember, I've always been, I've always felt a little different. I've always felt like I just had this insight of like, there's so much more to life than like the drama. Like in high school, I was like, I don't have that time or day. Or I, I just always felt, I was always drawn to older people. Like I was always surrounding myself with literally 40 year old women when I was like 21 and I would coach them and I would just love to talk with them and ask them questions. And I feel that I've just connected to the depthness of what life is rather than what like the 3d world presents life to be right and that's just the status that's the wealth that's the things and i never found joy in that like my friends were always like oh i'm gonna get this car i need to do this thing and i'm like but what about like do you love you like do you like you and i would always ask them like do you like you why are you doing what you're doing i've always been so curious on just like humans because I always, I never could really understand everybody like everyone understood themselves. And th- I think that is the quest that I went on because my mess in, in hindsight was I always went, so I always isolated myself. I went through depths of depression. Um, I'm this happy go lucky human, but I've struggled with my mental health. I've struggled with an eating disorder. Um, I've struggled with body dysmorphia. I've struggled with over-exercising. I didn't have a cycle for four and a half years. Like I went through all of these struggles and they were all struggles because I was suppressing. I was not dealing with my emotions, right? I was not, I didn't have a, a community of people that really understood me. I didn't have someone that held space for me, that made me feel safe, that made me feel seen and that helped me get unstuck. And that's what I was for everyone else. And I just kind of put myself in this box of like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I hate conflict. Right. And so I just kept, um, it was really all self induced, which most things are most of the time, right. Of just our experiences of life. And I started to really peel back the layers and started to really get curious on who I am as a human, like who I am at my core and what do I want and being so ruthless about going after what I want. And I've found so much alignment, so much love, so much power, and ultimately so much depth of like connection and community with others. It hasn't been easy, right? Because I went yeah. through depression, I went through eating disorder, I went through body dysmorphia, I hated my body, I beat my body up, I bullied my body with my mind. And I always knew that there was so much more. And so that's what, that's where, that's how it all landed. So it's like, it has been so messy, but there's always been that underlying like need for my soul of like, just to really help me understand myself so I can help others understand themselves so they can have that life that they dream of. Um, Cause I believe that everyone deserves that. I love just that. I love that. I'm, yeah. I feel like, you just put into words a lot of what I've struggled with and what I continue to work through. Um, and for me, I feel like I've kind of held that same space where even, so I was working with another coach the other day and we were talking, you know, about what your story is and long story short, we went through a lot of, a lot of the things growing up and, you know, body image issues and self-sabotaging and, and just, trying to hide, trying to be hidden and why I played hockey and injury, yada, yada, yada. Right. And his whole like thing, he was like, Brian, do you realize that for everything you've described, you've always been in a form of leadership. And what I mean by that is like holding space and creating containers for people to belong. And when he said it, I like, I started crying because it made a ton of sense to me. I was like, yeah, I've, I I still do that where when I ask you how your day is, I don't really care how your day is. I'm asking at at your core, like what's going on with you. And I can tell like, I'm, you know, uh, last night my, my wife and I were talking, I don't even remember what the hell you're talking about. She goes, you are, you are far more intuitive specifically about people than you ever will like, than, than you give yourself credit for. And it was just another kind of like switch. that was like, maybe I am, maybe I need to trust this a little bit more and whatever it might be. But 
that whole like belonging was so important because for so long and still do, it's something I still really would have to work on. And I, I think I'm really at surface level, but creating space for others was really a thing of, I know what it's like to be locked in your mind in pain and beating yourself up and thinking you're not good enough because in my mind, because I'm fat. You know, so I don't think I'm smart because I'm fat. I don't think I'm worthy of success because I'm fat. Like, it's so weird, but I always go outward and, and help people feel like they belong or they've got a place to be heard. And uh, it's why I have a struggle with, like, when I do connect with people, it's like, yeah, I've got, like, five minutes and then half hour later, you're like, shit. But I feel incredibly filled up. My energy is through the friggin' roof. Uh, so yeah. that's that's really interesting you describe that because – I feel like you just really kind of nailed a lot of what I struggle and what I like to do on the head there. So that's, that's pretty fascinating. Made my mess, my message. That's, that's interesting. Um, you talked about what did I write down here. Uh, so you talked about you were just suppressing and then peeling back layers. How did you recognize that you were suppressing or what's like the telltale or some symptoms or signs that come up about suppressing? And then, where did you start for peeling back layers? Like what was your go-to or like, I don't know, three things that I couldn't live without. I, don't know. <laughs> I love that tangible. I love yeah. tangible things. Um, yeah. Well, I also wanted to really like acknowledge you too for noticing in yourself of like some areas that you're like, Oh, I've struggled with that. And like, I feel like your wheels are spinning of like, where can I make my mess of my message? Yeah. And there's so much freaking, beauty and gift in that, that too many messages, are like, too many messages. <laughs> i know right but it's so true is it really when you can find your mess and make that your message that is what also your superpower is because that is like what we yeah that's like just what like we we are so damn good at what we personally crave why you are such a safe space is because you crave that because you didn't have that so now you get to make that your superpower, give that to yourself first, and then go give the duty to others. So you have to like, you just find that thing of like, what do I, what did I crave? I wanted to belong. And now you've made space for people to belong. And now it's time to uncover and peel back the layers for you to belong and feel good in, in your space. Cause you're so good with others. So now it's that time for yourself. Anyways, that was a side tangent that I thought I could point out, but it goes right back into this moment of how do you know when you're suppressing? So let's just use an emotional thought here. So when we're suppressing emotions is when, so let's use anger. Anger is a strong one for me. So, and I feel like a lot of people, even men, like men oh, yeah. are like, don't be so mad or why are you so ragey for women? It's like, don't, don't like silence your anger. Yeah. Um, and men, it's like the rage. Yeah. Why are you so aggressive? So on that, it's really getting to understand your emotional intelligence, essentially, right? Really getting to understand how your emotions arise in the body, how your emotions show up in your life. And then asking yourself the question is, what is, what is here to teach me, right? And so like for me, when anger came up, I would just suppress it. I was never angry. I was always fine. And then all of a sudden, when one small thing went off in my life, I just like went ballistic. I was like, this is happening and this is in my life and this makes me mad. And it was like, wait, Kelsey, I just woke up one day and I'm like, this is not about the situation. Like yeah. there's so much deeper. Like what are you not paying attention to? And a powerful question, a tangible thing here that we get to ask ourselves is what am I not seeing? Like what am I not seeing here? What am I not noticing? And how can I feel into that, right? And so when emotion comes up, like when we feel that stress, we want to acknowledge it. When we feel that anger, we want to name it. We want to notice it. We want to move through it. Emotions, think of emotions like on a totem pole, right? They're like sticking straight up. The highest frequency is gratitude and happiness and joy and peace. We always want to live here. But we also get to experience the darkness, which is the shame, the guilt, the anger, the sadness. Mm. And every time that when we feel that emotion, say we're feeling anxiousness, we're feeling sad, or we're feeling unworthy, inadequate, and every time that we don't acknowledge it, we just dig ourselves a little bit deeper. 
and we dig ourselves a little bit deeper. And then eventually we get to that shame, that resentment, that guilt spiral and nothing happens from there. Yeah. So that's what I would offer is like, okay, how do you know you're suppressing? Usually we'll blow up on little bitty things. Another thing is you, you get incredibly stressed. You're always anxious. You're never feeling present. You're not feeling grounded. That's usually a common um, physical symptom. And then noticing what is the next action step, like finding, oh, physical body. And then also saying, okay, I really want to, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing I'm feeling anxious right now versus, oh, let me just go work more or let me just hustle my way through besides really honoring yourself and what you're needing. Cause then you're going to dig yourself down in that deeper hole, but we get, we get to experience both emotions at the same time. How are we feeling? How are we feeling around that? Man, there's, there's so many, I, I feel great. Like, I mean, it, I'm, I have one thought in there where you're like talking about awareness and, um, are you getting feedback from my microphone right now? Is that coming through on your end? Okay. It's just me. Hopefully it's not. I'm off. If it's recording, sorry guys. Um, but, uh, I, you said something about awareness and I was started laughing because, uh, the one therapist back home in Michigan, uh, I worked with him. I'd be like, you know, X problem. And he'd be like, okay, let's talk. You know, what's that make you feel? Where do you feel that? Be with that. Right when you want to give it up or okay great we go through this whole like system and and i'd be like that's it and he's like all you need is awareness and i'd be like you know for this guy i need a wall and a hammer or a tank to drive through that thing what, what do you got for me on that end like give me the meds um but also that was i knew that wasn't how i actually want to do it it made sense it was more of just frustration of like ah, this is going to take a lot of energy to really become aware of these things, these patterns um, more consciously. So that way, you know, and I mean, how many times it's funny, I try to post about like training or movement or nutrition, and then I end up like squatting. And in your mind, you need to be doing this. I'm like, son of a bitch, if you have awareness, you can make change. If you don't have awareness, there is no change to be had. And and it's, it's funny because, you know, we were talking the other day that like, you know, I said, do you work with exclusively women? And you're like, no, I, you know, I, I tend to work predominantly with women, but I do have male clients. And it's funny because we're not, you know, we've got the same in our community of like, we're all the same, but we're all different. And that, that is kind of just common. It's everybody, you know, we're all, we're all different, how we interpret all these things, but um, it's just less talked about for men right now. And you kind of mentioned it where it presents outwardly different for women where they, they kind of just go, don't let that anger, whatever come out. And men are kind of taught, let it fly. But we don't, neither one, neither party really recognizes where's anger coming from. And that's something that I've been kind of wrapping around on, on myself. Like I, every once in a while, I got, I have my dad's temper where you can, you know, whatever, just let it fly, let it fly, let it fly. And then when the button really gets pushed, everybody out of the house and it's not like a violent it's just like a, i'm a miserable person to be around i'm i'm just an undesirable person at that moment and yeah. it's something that i think about of like how did i let this boil up the water pouring over and you know we joke about like men when you feel something like just take that thought that feeling and just smash oh. it down deep inside of you so that you never have to see it again but what yeah. do we know about these things? What do we know about trauma? However you want to define that. At some point, that bitch is coming out. <laughs> there's no, that thing is running you. And there's always this chatter on the side that will find a way to rear its head. And that's the significance of creating that awareness. It's just, it's not sexy. It's not all that pleasurable. And it is a lot of work, but it's work that just, you don't see the change. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I am a changed human being. It's, it's kind of yeah. astounding. But, um, so for that, like that was kind of, when you started talking about that, that's where I was going of like, I'm right now I've been pretty frustrated with myself. Um, you know, we've talked offline about just things that I'm frustrated with a little bit in, in business and works and, um, things related to that. And that can be a really big source of stress in how we deal with that. And, you know, thankfully my wife has, pretty patient, uh, more patient than not. Uh, but there are times where, you know, that's the greatest thing about, I think about being married is that you're exposed much quicker than you are. If you're just, you know, if, when you, as I would do, I would go coach all day and I come home and sit in my room. I needed to recharge, but I would, I would use substances, food, porn, TV, social media, just to hide. 
And so yeah. now it's like, you can't do that when you're married because you are showing up for yourself and somebody else. Um, and that to me has been the melt your face off experience of marriage. But for that, I'm incredibly grateful because it speaks right to what you're saying about, you know, you have to become aware exposure and awareness are just there. There's no way to grow or change without it. So that's, um, that's pretty interesting. What am I not seeing and noticing and how can I feel into that? That's, uh, that's pretty, it's, I mean, that's deep. It doesn't feel deep all the time, but when you sit there and like kind of breathe into it, you're like, Oh, <laughs> All oh right. God. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, that's interesting. Um, I know that you are really big into uh, like creating space to belong or feel seen and heard. How, okay. How, this is two part question. Number one, how would you do that with your clientele? But number two, how do you, how do you go about creating that space for yourself? I'm sitting alone or I'm your client. I mean, you can, whatever, however you want to yeah. open that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can go in many different ways here. This is like my jam. This is like, this is everything. This is everything that we never even knew we needed. That is, I believe the most healing, the most transformative, the most everything that you need. If you are on a self-development journey, like everything. And I would say to create that for myself is the gateway to create that for others. I believe the two things, so besides awareness, because like you said earlier, I like to sum up awareness to me is always like, okay, I get aware and then I have a greater choice. Yeah, I'm aware that right now an emotion comes up and I just stuff it down, right? That could be an example for you. But now you have the awareness that you have emotions and you usually stuff them down. Now you get to choose again. You get to choose differently. You get to choose something new, something that serves you. Because we love this question, Brian. How's it working for you? Right? <laughs> so we get to always ask ourselves that question. Um, but going back to creating space for ourselves is, it's not sexy, right? And I could ramble off some tangible things like meditate and really be aware of your breath and journal. And yes, those are great. Those are great. But I believe the approach that you take is even greater. And there's two words that come to mind that you practice with yourself that you get to have more, like that you get to experience with others deeper. And that's the two C's of curiosity and compassion. That is how I believe the two things that create a safe space, that create someone to be seen, they create something um, for someone to really be heard and for someone to really be connected is if you can be curious and not, not to be curious for them to understand you, but for you to seek to understand versus to be understood. Same thing with ourself. I want to understand me. I don't want others to understand me. I want to seek to understand myself. And then I want to come from a place of curiosity and compassion because if we come from judgment, right. And I'm like, if Brian, if we're talking or something and you have, you're, you're telling me about an experience that you're having and I'm like, well, just get over it. Like here, just do this thing. Like you'll do just like here. I, I actually, I've been there, but I'm going to tell you what I did. And it's like, it's really dumb that you're feeling like this, like get over it and come on, just do like get into action. You know, tomorrow, just do that thing you would never do anything, right? That's coming from a place of judgment and a place of fe like being very fear oriented. Instead, I wanna get curious and say, hey, Brian, like, tell me more really about what you're experiencing. I'm really trying to understand where you're coming from. And then you get to offer compassion and say, man, I really wanna acknowledge, like you've been through a lot. Of course you're feeling like this, right? And then, and then you're like, you literally, your heart will open and you're like, you're like oh yeah, yeah, I've been through a lot okay, I'm accepting that. And then now I get to take action from that space. So we get to do that same thing for ourselves. We don't judge ourselves. We come from compassion. Damn, Kelsey, you always are triggered around that. Like, what the heck? Okay, yeah. Wonder what that is about. What am I not seeing here? How could I offer myself some, some compassion or some grace? What do I need? And then once we practice that with ourselves, we get to offer that to others. Interesting. So that I, 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 I say interesting because 
I'm thinking about clients that I work with where, you know, it, it's as much as I love movement and biomechanics and, and setting up things properly, all these things, I, I do love that. And I, I'm a, I started an anatomy masters. I'm, I'm in love with the human body, the way it works and all these things. But literally every time I talk to somebody, I'm always end up like either trying to figure out, and I've done this from a young age. I'm curious about what do they do? You know, I, I, this is one of my go-tos. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm, um, I'm an engineer. Oh, really? That's sweet. Uh, what made you want to do that? Uh, you know, my father, whatever, school, class, whatever, and go, oh, yeah, nice. What did you dream about being when you were a kid? Because now I've got them on, here I am today, and then what was it younger? Um, yeah. And to me, that's, now we start getting them to reflect on themselves, and that's my curiosity. I'm not, like, asking for any other reason. I'm like, I am genuinely curious about how people get to where they are right now and why it happened, how it happened. Are they happy with where they're at? Where do they want to go? And because that's my fuel to go, yo, this is not what you dreamed of at all. So like, it's okay if your dreams change, there's no, but like, if you're unhappy, how can we build you up? How can we help you understand what it is that does at this, in the very deepest core of yourself how does that thing make you motor and run and how can you create from there? Um, but it's funny because curiosity and compassion is something I feel like I do a really great job with others, uh, specifically in just conversation. I feel like I do a shit job of it with myself where with myself, it's always judgment. Well, this is a fucking dumb journal entry. Like what do you, yeah. what'd you do? You just talked about your dinner last night. I don't know. Uh, you know, like it's just very superficial stuff. And every once in a while I'll kind of dig deep in and go, all right, this is good. Um, but for the most part, I really find challenge in doing it for myself. And I wonder if that's part of right now where I'm starting to ask these questions, you know, more deeply of like, how's that working out for you? Or why is that your, like, why is that your response right now? You know, another gift of being married or being in a significant relationship is that like, you get tested and exposed a lot where you do have to reflect and go, what the hell did I just react like that for? Like what's really running this monster? Um, yep. But yeah, I do feel like I, I currently underperform uh, in, in creating that curiosity and compassion for self, but uh, maybe need to look at it from a perspective of treat yourself like you would client, you know? So um, I've always heard people talk about things like that, but um, Interesting. I'm gonna have to try and apply that. That's really cool though. Curiosity and compassion, the two C's. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's so normal for us to give to others what, like you're so good at it. Right. And we're always so good at what we are usually aren't giving ourselves. <laughs> it's yeah. super common. Right. <laughs> and just having compassion for that piece. Right. Just like you said earlier, like a circle back moment of you have the awareness. Oh damn. Yeah. I'm not good at this. Okay, cool. Tomorrow on the entry. Like whatever it is, just really love that part. Like say, damn, this is a good entry, right? And just like really starting to practice with those small things goes such a far way. We are not taught to have compassion for ourselves. We are constantly taught you need to do more. You're not enough. You're unworthy, right? So that is where you get to peel back the layers. Where is this coming from? Where is this thought coming from? What, what is my judger part of me wanting? Like, why is it here? What is it, what, why, is it keep, why is it trying to keep me safe? It's like really starting to understand and get curious on why you do what you do. And then you realize you have all of these like pieces of you that aren't even you that just try to run the show, right? We have all these parts of us that are like, oh, you're not like the judger, right? I have yeah. a little judger. I have the doer in me that just like cranks it. I'm like, go, 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 achievement oriented. And then meanwhile, like I'm really out of alignment with myself and I'm not taking care of me. So I'm aware of like, oh, my judger's on, my doer's on, okay. How can I slow down? Where, where can I slow down? So, so you just said something like I'm a, I at times confuse busy for productive, right? Like yeah. I, I have no issue going like, Hey, I mean, again, different when you get married because now you have the responsibility of call, you know, really cultivating that relationship. So it's not that I couldn't work the way I was. It's that it would not be valuable to work that way I was. And I, you know, was up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I'd come home at nine o'clock at night and I would have found a way to be busy all day long, whether it's moving, training, whatever. 
And I know I get that from my dad because that's how he really maneuvers through a lot of his thoughts. Whether he knows that or not, I think that's what he does. He is a very busy body, but he also likes, he, he's a musician. He likes when his brain's moving. That's his way of kind of working. That's his journaling and meditation. Same thing with cars. So as much as he says on the less, like a very superficial level of like, I don't know, when something's bothering me, I just go do something. But he also has learned that that going and doing something is different than me just going and being busy. He's working through his thoughts in a different way than like maybe I would do it. And so that whole thing just to say or ask a question of like, okay, you sit down and you're trying to get curious and you're like, wow, these things are coming up. What happens? How do you coach people through when they get stuck? I'm writing my journal entry or I'm meditating and I'm like, yeah, I have this feeling of shame or unworthiness or whatever. Let's go with those. And I'm writing and I'm like, I don't have an answer. You know, there's that binary thought process of like answer, no answer, but what, what's the coaching move in that situation where you're just like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything or anywhere. Mm, like stuck to take action or tell me more about like, where are we stuck? So, all right, I'll use the, I'm not good enough um, label, right? This yeah. is, this is totally hypothetical. This has nothing to do with the way I'm living my day to day. Right now. Yeah, nothing at all. Nothing. <laughs> just, just a shot in the dark. I'm perfect. So, um, I'm, I'm journaling about not being good enough and I'm trying to you know, really get clarity on where does this come from? Why is it there for me? Where, you know, where was this thought process learned? And I'm like, well, you know, maybe it was something with my parents, but like, and then you just kind of get stuck and like, I don't know what it was, you know, is it a ma matter of like remembering, you know, experiences that have happened? And if so, or if it's something else, but if so, how do you navigate if you're not able to dig into that experience or have that experience come to the light? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, short answer here off the cusp is you don't have to know where it came from and you don't have to know why. So you don't even have to remember the memory. A lot of the stuff that we've been through, we have no idea. We don't like, it's literally a trauma response of blocking out things that have been painful it made you survive, right? So we've done a lot of that. Our bodies have done a lot of that. And there's a lot of grace and a lot of gratitude for our bodies that do that because we are human and we are living now. Um, so knowing that you don't have to exactly know where it all came from, if you do, it can be helpful. But I would say in that context, like really being aware of, okay, I'm not feeling good enough. It might be coming from my dad or my family, my upbringing, which a lot of things are, and all of our parents did the best that they could yeah. with what they knew, so never anything against them. Um, but really just having compassion for yourself again, right? Having like really just being aware and observing like, oh, this is kind of where this is coming from. How true is it today? How true are these feelings and these beliefs that I have about myself today? Mm. Find me, find proof, find proof in, in reality. And oftentimes it's not true. And that's where we get to start, right? Of like, oh, this really maybe isn't true, but I still have that piece of me that, it, that maybe attaches my worth to my busyness. That I have this belief that being worthy me it equals how busy I am in my day. Okay. That's not true for me anymore though. I don't want to live my life like that. So I have the awareness and then I get to move through how to, how to go from there. Right. So we start with the belief, then we go to the thought, then we go to how it makes me feel. And then we get into action from there. So it's like, Oh, my belief is my productivity is my worth. That, that thought is, um, that makes me feel or that makes me think that if I'm busy, I think that I'll be more worthy. That makes me feel this way. And then I usually take action. So we only thing that we get to recreate from there is just seeing the belief that we have and then starting to rewrite it, starting to say, you know what? I don't believe this anymore. This actually doesn't serve me and I'm going to choose another one. I deserve to rest. And when we feel that, yeah, we just get to rewrite those beliefs and really get to, but we, we have to be aware of them, right? And then come from a compassionate place and understand too how it served us. I think there's a big part of us that freaking crushed life because you were so damn productive, because you were so working for your worth. And now you're like, 
Oh, this doesn't serve me. Choose again. Yeah, it, that's, um, man, you're thinking about like me with like trying to really dive into the virtual space uh, for, for what I want to do and um, different, different tool sets. But I think uh, coincidentally, we believe in those, um, that like you are really serving your community the way I would like to serve the men. Um, you know, just using obviously mindset is everything. So that's, that is a setup there, but really utilizing nutrition and movement because those are a couple of things that have really, really helped me get through it. Um, you know, my suicide and addiction, all, all these limiting beliefs and they continue to help me, uh, and learn in, in my career. But, um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I have here, like what's the things you see in men and women, the similarities and differences in this situation, because I'm, I'm thinking about how analytical I am and what I just described to you of like, if I don't have an answer, I actually beat myself up where it's like, why can't you remember this? You judge, you know, it's the judging mind again. And yeah. I just, I kind of chuckle at it. Cause I'm like, there's, there's the analytical Brian just going like, if you don't have an answer, you're not good enough. You don't have the right answer. You're not good enough. And that's, that's a trigger for me because it's like that I very much put my worth into financial. Um, obviously I've kind of disclosed that like my body image, what that looks like. And the funniest part about it is those making that my worth has actually probably been one of the reasons that I've not been able to reach goals that I've really, you know, that I think I really want to hit and, and really make progression. And I procrastinate on those things and I feel a little bit misguided I say because of fear, but I feel like it's more lack of clarity on what I believe I'm worth doing or what I'm worth, what I'm capable of doing. Am I good enough to coach somebody else? All those things. But my, my question in that is, is what is it that you see that might be different between men and women or even just similarities in them within that whole, this, under this whole topic that we're talking about? Yeah. I believe that the way that you communicate is the pathway. So understanding men aren't driven by, like anyone that you ever coach, right, is understanding them as the person. I believe that is what can help, like help them, no matter what context it is. And like every, like you all said, we're all, we're all different, but we're all the same. Yeah. But we're all different in, in what drives us. So like you said, you're very analytical. You're very, I'm very feeler. Like I'm very intuitive. You're more like, I need the answer. I need to kind of understand. So really being able to present information to someone for them to understand it. I think that's the superpower of really helping, helping someone like move from where they want to go to where they want to be. It's not more answers, more information. It's helping them understand themselves because we are so aware of the shit that holds us back. We are so aware of the unworthiness. We're so aware of that, but we're not aware of what does make me feel worthy. What does make me happy? What does bring me joy? We are just so focused on, I'm just so stuck. Well, it's like, what does light you up? Where can we discover more about you in a way that you get to, like where you really understand it? So I use the Enneagram in a lot of my coaching. I use really just understanding the human being. I believe that that is what we need. Communication is everything. Communication is everything. It doesn't matter how, what you say, it's how you say it to the person that can actually start to integrate it. Information is nothing. Information is nothing, but it's actually integrating to the person that's across from you. So when you're working with a guy, right, you really understand what drives them, what's motivating him. Cause he's not, they're not, not everyone's like us. So we get to really understand, seek to understand the other person and they have everything that they need. You have everything that you need. Right. It's just more facilitating, facilitating the experience for them. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said something in their information. I, I remember you, I don't know. I saw something you, you wrote. Uh, it was like information does not equal transformation. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and there it is. It's like, it's application of whatever information you have or you're gathering, whatever it might be. It's, it's, it is in integration and application of those things. And it's not, you know, so I struggle with a lot of like head injuries playing sport. Uh, and that's what we're saying ended my mediocre at best hockey career. Um, but as much as I think it was the head injuries, I think it was something different about being injured and wondering when's the thing that's going to really knock you down. Um, yeah. 
and it, it's for me it's it's interesting because I started thinking about who I am and the identity of that. And now at 31, I'm now starting to understand maybe a little bit more of why I played hockey. It wasn't, I mean, I love the game of hockey. I, there's no question about it, but I love leading people. I loved everything about being on a team competing. I felt like I was good. So that was encouraging. But um, I also liked that I could hide in the hockey uniform. And that literally just came to light only a couple of weeks ago with when I was talking with my wife and yeah. I, it's that's something I've been really trying to jam on because you know it's the question of how much has body image really impacted me and in, in terms of my worth and all these other things but also shying away from trying to shy away from maybe who I am as, as a human being where figuring out how to be in my masculine even though I may have that more feminine value there like I, I do feel like you know I operate from feminine is it out of fear is it wounded I don't know enough about all that stuff but um I'm not sure what you you just said I have to listen back to to really figure out like what triggered that thought but you you definitely having the thought of like when I got out of playing hockey and what that meant for identity um and how I don't know that I ever really recouped it and I think that's still what I'm searching for and getting clarity on like who am I uh, and what do I want to be and how do I deliver? Um, yeah, you got my head spinning here a little bit, uh, which is good. I, I like, I'm, I love this because it, it is something that I believe I'm that person for a lot of people where like they say something like, yeah, but hold on. Why do you believe that? And if you really do believe it, anything I say should only challenge it and not change your mind. It should only make you more believe it more. Um, otherwise we're exposing and you're growing. That's great. Um, but really trying to integrate all of that information. See, that's, that's where I get struck. So, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to establish routines for myself, meditating, journaling, mornings, all these things. Right. And there's more of that analytical mind of, well, I didn't actually get my journaling done because I stayed in meditation a little bit longer and whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I've lost control of my day. I didn't do what I needed to do. My to-do list starts to grow and it's like organizing that. And I feel like for someone like me, I would never coach somebody into that. I would coach them into routine of like, what, what do you, what would you be able to do in the morning that really feels like you get control of your day and you fill your cup up and, and you are, at a place where you are happy with self and you, you feel like you've got your energy. Let's do that. And it could be anything for anybody. You know, it could be going for a run. It could be whatever. For me, it's very much like set all that up and then like check off, check off, check off. And then if you don't, you're like, shit, my whole day is gone to shit. I'm never going to progress to where I need to go. I'm never going to launch this big business. I'm never going to get my food under control. I'm never going to have the body of my dream. Like, I don't know keep the laundry list going and that's really frustrating to me and I know I'm ranting but you've triggered yeah. so much in my mind here about yeah. yeah you know like I feel like men do this I won't speak for women because I don't you know as much as I work with women I I'm more in tune with men I think in terms of just what we think but I feel like as men we aren't always allowed to or we're not encouraged to express feeling to express you know, sadness or fear or anything really other than again, push the feeling emotion down and just never let it come out again. And it's, you know, to me that that's a major difference where just social, uh, you know, societally, is that a word? In, in society, it's, there is a little bit more repression as far as uh, men speaking their voice and, you know, as culture, military, sports, whatever. Um, on the flip side, women are expected to do more of that. And when they don't, you know, like, oh, what, you just so tough that you don't, no, it's just, we're all dealing with things. So that's, that's kind of fascinating to me. Um, you brought up Enneagram, and I know we chatted about like human design. How do you utilize that? Communication. So understanding. So I'll speak on the Enneagram because as far as like the coaching context. So Enneagram is a tool that will help you lead love and we'll just say lead and love, lead and love different people, right? And help you understand where they're coming from, help you understand their fears, desires, 
and then speak to that so they then feel understood and heard and safe. So it's almost just this tool that will allow you to truly understand like, what does that person need to hear right now? Right? I have a friend, I'll use this example. I have a friend that I never understood. I was like, why are you so anxious about everything? Like what, like you're literally so worked up. You are, con yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely a six. You're a five, six for sure. I just nailed it in this conversation. I'm like, yeah, you, you just confirmed your five, sixness. Which is so perfect. And I was like, I don't understand. Like you're so always like just amped up and always like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, and I'm so grounded and I could never like, I would almost like belittle her a little bit in my mind and I knew that it's not how I wanted to be in relationships that's not how I wanted to be as a friend and that was like that spark of like I don't understand this person and I like ever since I was little I was like I need to understand humans because I just need to understand you and I found this tool and I really understood that she's a six and what that means is she really longs for security and safety and so she has this very tendency to overthink, to question, to always feel anxious. And when she's expressing to me that she's feeling anxious, she's feeling worried, she's feeling overwhelmed, all she really needed me to say is it's safe. Like, you're going to be okay. How can I help you feel more secure with what's going on? Right? Just really speaking her language. And then that opens up her door to then transform, heal, shift, and know exactly what she needs. Because I'm meeting her with language that she gets, that she's like, oh, you understand what I'm saying? And literally, since I understood her, she like calls me on everything because I can actually help her because I'm not here to judge her. I'm not here to say you're dumb, like you just need to do this. I'm not here to be passive aggressive or defensive. I'm here really to listen to her and then pinpoint needs that she needs because I understand her. And then she's just like, doing her thing. Like she's running her business and she knows exactly what she needs because she understands herself. So it's really, that's how I use the tool is like, how can I speak to my client? That's a nine. Oh, she's really wanting peace. Okay. She's really having a hard time making decisions because she doesn't want to rock the boat. She doesn't trust herself. So how can we build those things up? How can I ask her, Hey, let's trust you. You can trust you. Your voice matters, right? If I work with a, with a two, they're the helpers. They're the ones that really long for love, that everything that they do is out of love. They hardly ever take care of themselves. They think that it's selfish, right? Okay, how can we relearn this pattern that's not serving them? If I work with a one, perfectionist, all right, we've got to have structure. This person wants point A, point B. I've got to be very sharp, very to the point, and I can't talk about feelings much, right? And so I just know, but if I come up there and I'm like, hey, like, feel into your body right now, and they're like, Feelings are my body. What? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like speaking, <laughs> yeah, speaking to their language. And um, that, that allows them to understand themselves better because they feel understood with me and they feel safe. Crap. I got a couple questions on that. Yeah, let's here's, go. Here's curiosity. Um, number one, can, can that be changed? I'm a six through awareness and growth and all these things, can you shift it? Or, you know, like in human, from what I, my understanding of like human body design, this is, you know, they, they develop that through birth, time, place, all these things, right? And I would, I would speculate that that's probably something that is, that is who you are. And not necessarily you can't change outward things, but at your core, that is who you are. Is the Enneagram the same thing where like, I'm a five, six, it's more about utilizing, understanding that information to, propel myself forward and navigate with that information I have or can that be like I'm five six and then I'm like all of a sudden with this I'm, I'm a two is there a shift in there first one so you're five six and then we get to really find ways to really be in alignment with that to know your strengths to really understand yourself more so you can show up fully in your healthy, right? There's ranges on the Enneagram. So like if you're an unhealthy eight, if you're unhealthy five, like you have a tendency to really overthink, always be researching, never make a decision, kind of constantly be in the rabbit holes, um, always not feeling like you're enough. You constantly are always feeling inadequate, right? Because you don't have enough information. You're not a master yet. And then you can move up levels of like healthier. I don't like to put a label on that. I'm putting like quotation marks around that. Yeah. But then you can really like know that, oh, I'm in my healthy. And then if we want to get really interesting, like 
you go to different numbers in stress and in uh, when you're doing well, right? So you go to like, if you're a five, you go to a certain number when you're in stress. So you can really be aware of, oh, dang, I'm in stress because I am like always questioning things. Or I'm, I'm, for me, like I'm a nine and I go to, I go to a six when I'm stressed. So then I like kind of always get anxious. Like when I'm anxious, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in my unhealthy. I'm a little six right now. How can I come back to more life, like nineness and really coming from my heart space and living from my heart and um, listening to people being very empathetic and even with myself. And then, so we have our core of what we are and then we get to learn about us to really utilize this tool to maximize what we are. Cause there's no number that's better or worse. We're all equal. It's just knowing what your strengths are. We get, it's amazing to have like all the numbers around us because everybody has a strength. I always want to be around a five because I am not analytical and I always need people like that in my life. Right. <laughs> I always need like a, like a seven in my life. Cause I'm, I love fun. And so a seven is the enthusiast. A seven loves to have freedom and go. Like I have a seven friend and I call her like an hour before I want to go have dinner and she's always down for it. Like always, right? So we just find what, what people are and then just like use the heck out of them. I know I have twos in my life. They love to help me. I always call a tool if I need help, right? They're like, heck yes, I'll help you. So it's just like you, letting them also really feel loved and to be loved. That's uh so I, I have a friend, actually, I just talked to him yesterday, and I remember him in college saying, like, something to the extent of, I couldn't even tell you what the conversation was about, but the, his response was, Brian, we don't, we're not using our friends. We go to people that we know what they give us. He's like, when I come to you, I know that I'm going to have that safe space. I'm going to have fun. I know that you are down at your heart. You're this happy-go-lucky guy, but you also are super loving and warm and like you allow me to be whoever I need to be in that moment. And you're also able to like, give me what I need. And he was, so it's like, when you see people going, hanging out with this other group of friends, you're like, why don't they invite me? So you have to think about it from the standpoint of like, they are trying to go get what they need to get rather than not, it's not that they don't want to hang out with you. It's that right now they need this. And now it's starting to, I mean, like it made sense in a, in a very practical standpoint. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But now it's starting to make more sense from actual like core value of who you are, what you do, who you want to be, all these things. Um, mm. Do you, do you find your, so two things, um, what tool, I mean, the Enneagram is a tool in itself, but look, what, what do you use to do, to establish what your number is? Because I know that if you Google this thing, there's um, 480 gazillion results that show up. And then secondly, and more like personal to you, do you feel that you attract a particular number or type to you when you coach? <laughs> oh, I love that question. Because <laughs> there's a strong answer with that yeah. one. Um, okay, so to get, the, to get the quiz, you can go to the Enneagram Institute. Um, you can, it's like $12.99 if you want to do a paid one. Or you can even type free Enneagram test. And then I think there's a test on like Truity dot com I believe and there's two different options so you can definitely do a test however I always say this take the test come from a space of not what you do like not who you are at home not your role at work not your role as a wife as a husband take the quiz coming from who you are just like what a me how am I driven not, not if I'm the mom, not if I'm the dad, not any role that we play, but just no. who you are, because that is definitely going to skew it. It will skew it. Um, the is when you read it, it should be a full body. Yes, this is me. Right. And so one thing that you can do is you can go to the Enneagram Institute and go to like type descriptions and read all of them and really sit with like, is this me? Is this me? Is this me? And then maybe you're going to narrow it down to two to three, or maybe there's one that's like a hell yeah. And then see compared to your test kind of where you are. So it's kind of a trial and error a little bit. There's no, like, unless you hire like an, a coach that can actually like help you decipher what you are, but this is a great to really start to get curious about you. Um, it's super, super powerful. 
as far as your Atlanta question, which is so good, <laughs> do I attract a certain number? So that can go many different ways. Do I attract certain numbers in my personal life? Do I attract certain people or my coaching life? Coaching world, 1000% yes, I feel like I do. And I know I do because all of my clients are either twos, fives, or nines. The, it literally never fails. I do have a client that's an eight. She's actually harder for me. So there's different numbers that I have a little bit of a challenge with. Like she's not harder for me now, but when I didn't really understand her and I, and I came from the approach of kind of my way, it wasn't always clicking for us super well. So I really had an eight because I'm like kind of the polar opposite of an eight, even though I have like a wing eight, which is like, I'm, I'm partly an eight, but not all the way. Um, but that's the beauty of the Enneagram. Like any person in your life that maybe triggers you, that maybe you don't really click with, or like y'all's conversations just kind of hit a wall. It's really understanding where they are coming from and being able to be that for them. Uh, that will actually allow them to feel safe and to like cultivate a deeper relationship with you, which is more fulfilling, right? That's all we want. We all want connection. And if I didn't understand where this client was coming from, I would always, I would never get excited about it because I'd be like, this just doesn't get, I don't get her. Now I understand her, right? Cause I, cause I seek to understand. And then in my personal life, I just have like freaking twos and sevens all around me, like all around me in my personal life. Um, and fours, I have my best friends of four. So I attract four too. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a pretty cool way of looking at like communication and interaction. I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of examples in my own life of, um, just clientele where you're like, yeah. man, I cannot like most people. It's just my personality allows me to just go intuitively. I just pick up and go, yeah, all right, let's, let's break some of these walls down. Oh, we're right there. Let's keep talking. I find out real quick. I do it more intuitively than I am aware of like, Oh, what's this, this, but then there are other clients where you're like, this is going to be a rough hour because I don't understand like, what do you like? We have to find something to talk about. This is like the whole part of the transformation. This is why you hire a coach. It's to transform something, if not many things. And so like when you get that, you're like, oh, but now I also understand, like I can think about this. I, I just, you know, I can just create a little bit more bandwidth for myself as far as a coach goes and, and a, the ability to resonate with people and understand that, yeah, they're going to ebbs and flow and they get outside of their directive they're going to be these different numbers and best for them to understand. But it's also yeah. important for me as the person there with them to understand like, where are they coming from? What makes them tick? Um, and this is, this is a really cool tool. I, you know, like I've, I've learned about it and like going through psychology major, all these things, right? Like learn about it. I've taken my own test because I feel like everybody is doing it. Um, you know, it's like some in, in jobs or whatever. Like what's your Enneagram or what's your Myers and Briggs? You know, like, yeah. This thing again, like I should remember this. I've only taken it 40 times. Like the electron, like, you know, every, you know, chemistry, we were like, how many times am I going to do this? Or, um, mm -hmm. but it's something you said in there that I feel like I really struggle with. And it made me laugh because you're like, take it from a place of like, who are you really like, who you really are. And I know that for me, like I take these, you know, Myers-Briggs easy example because everybody's every job I've ever had is like, take a Myers-Briggs. Like, holy crap. Okay. And it's yeah. like, yeah, this is me, but it's hard to pick between the two. And I think that's the point. And then I definitely know there's a matter of like, well, here's what I think I am, or maybe I should be answering this the way they want me to, or who do I want to be? And yeah. that's a really difficult thing for me to get clear on because I'm just like, oh, there's too many voices right now. This is uncomfortable. So yeah. that's... Uh, I guess maybe that's also the analytical mind going into like, what's going to be good enough. Yeah. You know? yep, yep. <laughs> so like, there's a right answer. Like there's no right answer other than like, what do you, what is the answer for you? Um, yep. Yep. You know, so that, that's, uh, <laughs> I feel seen on that one. Um, <laughs> fuck. But yeah. Man. And on, on that note too, going back to the question, like, who are you? Right that's where, that's where it gets, like, we get to start. It's like, who are, like, what do you value? What is your identity? Not like stripping away the shit that can always go away tomorrow. Work can go away. I'm not a coach. Like that's not 
that's not who I am. Like, yeah, I have that tendency and that's what I do, my duty here and my mission to help people. But who I am, like as Kelsey, is different, yeah. right? They're one and the same because it's a part of me, but I can't attach my worth, my worthiness, my um, love, my anything to anything externally that can always change tomorrow. Mm. We have to really go inward and be like alone in solitude. Who am I? What do I value? What do I want? What do I want to feel? Right? It's not in the external thing to search for the happiness or to search for our worth. Like asking ourselves and getting real with that question is who am I? Not of what I do, not of who I've been told I am, not of any of the labels that the that Enneagram tells me, not what Maya Briggs says, not what my family called me, not what my wife thinks that I am. Like who you well. I've got a lot more stuff written down here, but I, I think I'm, I am like, I feel overloaded by this right now. Uh, I, hope, I hope this is like hitting home for everybody else too. Like, I, I mean, like there's so many, I mean, I think everybody would interpret this conversation in their own right. You know, like how does it affect you? That's, and that's the glory of like being able to have these conversations. And that's why communication and conversation are so crucial. Um, I think that's what drew me to contact you after even the, you know, Jen recommended you and just in just reaching out to you and I hold Jen's opinion in high regard because I think that she's a very special human her and Pat um, but then I started seeing your content and it was just a matter of like I feel like right now where I am this is a lot of like what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing and so it was, it was uh, very important that like for me like I reach out and now I, I feel like you've actually moved the needle in a, in a good direct positive direction for me of like you're on the right path. If nothing else, I'm on the right path. Like you just have to stay this course. And at some point, like the bubble kind of bursts and you make that next step. And, but you have to recognize you're just taking step by step by step. And then every once in a while you may take that two or three steps at once, just the same way you may fall backwards and take down two or three steps. Um, but I feel like you kind of expose a lot of what I'm thinking about and put a lot of labels on it to be able to really, do something with it. So for that, I, I really thank you. And um, I got a lot of little gems on here in this paper. So I'm, I'm, I think this is a great place to kind of, uh, kind of wrap it up. And uh, is there anything else? Like, is there anything that you're pressing to say? Or um, I feel like I talked a ton today. So I probably, you got my mind racing right now. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah. I just really want to thank you and thank you for allowing me to come on and share and have this conversation with you. Um, I believe that this is powerful work and whoever is listening, however you have taken this experience, just know that it's exactly what you need to take away. Right. And like we said at the beginning or in the middle, I don't even know when we said it, but information does, does nothing. It literally does nothing. You can listen to this over and over again. You can, you can read another book. You can do another podcast. You can take another course. Like, but if you truly don't turn inward and go within and start to integrate these concepts and these tools daily, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be disciplined. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? But it's starting with practicing and integrating. That is where we learn. You don't need, I promise you, you don't need anything else. You really don't. That's why I, I always say like, maybe one day I'll write a book, but anytime in this near future, I'm not writing a book because I believe we are the greatest book. We are the book that we get to read. You are the book that you need to read and be massively obsessed, massively obsessed. Because if you are, what's going to happen is your business will flourish. You will flourish as a human being. Your relationships will skyrocket. The amount of joy that you get to experience in life will go bananas because you're not reading anything else. Like you're not finding answers outside of you. You're finding them within. And that's all you need. So that is what I have to share. And I want to say thank you. I love that. Um, well, and you just mentioned about a book. Maybe you're not writing a book yet, but I do know that you have a journal coming out. And, you know, I, I, if you want to speak on that, uh, I, if I remember correctly, you, your journal's coming out um, if, if after the first year, right at the beginning of in January. Um, but where can people find you? Where can we get you as a resource and uh, where can you be reached? I love that. So yeah, so I'm not writing a book, but I'm writing a journal. So <laughs> you can, so you can truly start to cultivate that relationship with yourself. So it's called 90 days to thrive. 
It will be on Amazon. It's going to be on pre-order starting in December. And it's a 90-day journal to help you design and align your life with everything that you need. Um, so you can have more energy so you can really start to discover yourself. There's going to be journal prompts in there and it's actually a morning ritual. So there's um, a morning ritual of really helping you align your day with um, more alignment, more joy, more energy. So you can do everything else in your life that you want to do. And you can find me on social media. So I'm on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Flanagan underscore. And I also have a podcast if you want to tune into that too called the lift up show. Come find me, come hang out, send me a message, let me know you listened, and I most likely will send you a voice memo back. It's quite possible. Uh, yeah, do you are uh, you are you crush that? You like <laughs> I always say like your name pop out. I'm like I don't remember sending her a message. You, you, I don't I don't even I like I'm like wow this is great. Uh, you're you're very profitable at so and that's that's cool. I feel like I've asked quite a few questions recently, but um, awesome, Kelsey. My last question. I ask this to everybody. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, what will it mean for you to have lived a life well done? Mm, a life well done is a life that has left a mark for people to have created a loving relationship with themselves. And for me to be living with so much freedom and giving permission for others to do the same. Love it. I hope that uh, I'm, I'm granted my own permission. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it you're doing it <laughs> well kelsey thank you so much for all these knowledge bombs and the, the wisdom and uh just just valuing your time is i appreciate you spending this time with me this is this has been really great for, for me and hopefully um whoever's listening they are, are feeling the same way um and i'll make sure everything is linked uh in the show notes and everything like that so people can definitely reach out to you yay i love it i'll see you guys soon yeah talk to you soon kelsey. thank you